0: Hey everybody, Alex here, breaking in before the beginning of this side quest to let you know that in the last few minutes of this episode, for some reason, I lost my audio track. So I'm going to pop in once again when that happens and let you know that it happened. And then I'm going to try and play back John and Brian talking to remember what I said, and I'm going to edit that in. So it's going to sound a little weird, like I'm kind of recapping things. Hopefully, you find it entertaining anyway. I apologize for the error, and hopefully, this will not be an issue next time. Not really sure how it happened, but please go on to enjoy this wonderful side quest about pizza and music.
1: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds side quest. Off topic chat, all kinds of random stuff. We'll talk about some food, maybe some music, other things bothering our lives. <laughs>
0: what's bothering you john i feel like you you, just you've got the bother
1: people in general well but that's nothing new i mean it's Mm -hmm. my general outlook is that people are awful Mm -hmm. so same yeah but Um, um yeah no i uh we were just talking about oak park social which is a new restaurant in oak park michigan uh and we've all gone except brian Like I went with Megan and we have ordered. Yeah. We've ordered food from there and it was pretty good. And it was just during their soft opening. So I'd like to actually order like now that they're actually officially open and have things to order. Um, I remember their fries being kind of soggy and I don't know if that's just because I took forever to pick the stuff up or just in general, like fries end up soggy when you order them from places. But I will say Rosie O'Grady's in Ferndale does the best fries for carry out hands down. They are still crispy when you get them. No matter how long they sat there, they're fantastic. Awesome.
0: <laughs> Brian has a cat in his room, so there might be some noise from that. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, John, you talked about the, uh, the, I believe it's DiGiorno croissant uh, crust pizza. I still need to have that.
1: Okay, haven't I had haven't it had it yet, but Dave okay. has had it, and he raved about it. So now I have to have it. Because okay. I do this thing where I see something about pizza on TV and I have to have it, much like the Pizza Hut, the pizza Hut deep Detroit dish, Detroit style. which is yeah. an absolute abomination of Detroit style pizza. And do not eat that garbage. Just don't. Don't I, do it. I thought I thought you had you had already voiced
0: your support for the croissant pizza. So I, Nicole and I did pick one up uh, yesterday at the market. I, we had I
1: haven't. No, I haven't had it yet. But I heard rave reviews okay. about it, and so I now I need to have it. I'm um,
2: very excited about that.
1: I, I recently
2: had a DiGiorno, and I was shocked at how decent it was for a frozen pizza.
1: I recently had the pretzel pizza from Little Caesars, and my God, mm. if you have not had that, <laughs> you probably don't like having is diarrhea.
2: <laughs> I I had the option to have it for free, and I passed it down. It is or passed on it. Because it is so it, good. <laughs> It
1: just seems like it would be way too salty. It is so salty. you're basically eating a block of salt but it's it was surprisingly really tasty and my favorite bits of the pizza were eating like I because it doesn't have pizza sauce on it. it has like nacho cheese on it instead like what? No, yeah it's,
0: no, oh, no I didn't
1: realize that it, there's no That's pizza sauce. It has the liquid cheese sauce and then no. they put cheese and pepperoni on top but it's on a pretzel crust. And then the end of the crust that you hold on to is salted with like the big grains of pretzel salt, and it sounds. I don't really feel good about this. It I sounds gross, that. but I'm telling you right now, it is so delicious.
0: When I when I think about eating that quantity of nacho cheese sauce, it just takes me back to when I was a freshman in college, and for some reason living on campus at Wayne State because that was a good idea, and. Um, <laughs> And there, the, the Taco Bell there, I don't know. I discovered Taco Bell late. I was a late Taco Bell bloomer. I used to just eat nachos and cinnamon crisps whenever our family would get Taco Bell because
1: that's who you I was just, as a person. You were a picky eater until you hit about 15 probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's about right. And um, so I came to Taco Bell very late. And uh, and I chose to gain my freshman fifteen by eating Crunch Wraps with nacho cheese sauce,
1: <laughs> like dipping them um, in the nacho sauce. Yes, that's fucking 100%. beautiful. <laughs> and it was great.
0: It was great until I walked out of freshman year weighing way too much and had to lose that weight. Um, did you? But it takes me back to that. Eventually, I did, and now I've gained it all back. Yeah, and probably more. Welcome back. But uh, <laughs> um the i just it there's there's like a at some point when i was doing that i realized like something clicked and it was like no this is gross and i couldn't do it anymore and and i feel like the pretzel pizza from little caesars will also hit that same like probably like halfway through the first slice i would be like "Mm, i'll be honest mm.
1: with you like I can normally put down an entire hot and ready no no problem. I could not yeah. eat this whole thing in one go because of how salty it was, but okay. it is okay. so good. And even the next day, cold, fantastic. It's delicious. Interesting. It's it's one of Little Caesar's best inventions, and I loved it. Um, I,
0: I also want to let you know something that I've discovered and it's generally that my stomach will withstand Little Caesars from literally any other location than the Berkeley one.
1: Like you can't eat from the Berkeley one?
0: Like if I eat from the Berkeley one, then I will spend a lot of time on the toilet
1: that I night. wonder if it's the oil they use in the pans or something. It, it's think, like John it's, and the Berkeley Hungry Howies. I think it's like, True. see, I don't have that issue,
0: but... The the Little Caesars, I think, it could be, like, a food preparation issue. I don't know what it is. But, you know, other I've gone to other Little Caesars and have not had indigestion issues afterwards. Just an FYI.
1: And speaking of pizza, uh, I've been watching the pizza show <laughs> on YouTube. There's a whole show about pizza with this awesome New Yorker dude. I can't think of his name. But he did an episode about Detroit-style pizza and, like, went over the whole, like, buddies and, like, cloverleaf and louis and they actually went to louis and like filmed in louis and like and he talks about how it's like a time warp in the 70s like it's so great going to louis because (laughs) it's just so it has this look and feel and and it was it was really awesome and then he went to the corporate headquarters for little caesars because to most people around the united states detroit style pizza is just little caesars which is fucking absurd And I've had this conversation, I had this conversation specifically with the guys from the Jump Crouch podcast, because they were raving about how good the deep dish pizza was from Little Caesars, which it is very good, I'm not going to deny that, but my whole thing to them was, that is not Detroit-style pizza, and if you ever decide to come to Detroit, I will gladly take you to get Detroit-style pizza, I'll pay for it, like, I will take you out to eat real Detroit-style pizza, but I can't have you thinking that Little Caesars is Detroit-style pizza. But anyways... The, on the pizza show, they, this dude, like, I think his name's Frank, like, goes to the corporate headquarters for Little Caesars, and they let him make his own, like, they have their, like, experimental test kitchen, and it looks just like an actual Little Caesars <laughs> restaurant, and he, like, walks up to it with, like, one of the corporate ladies, and they, like, hand him crazy bread, and he's like, what makes crazy bread so crazy? And they go, because <laughs> it's cut weird, like, and that's literally, like, never dawned on me. that the only crazy thing about crazy bread is that none of the sticks of crazy bread are ever the same size they're all different crazy sizes and lengths and thicknesses and everything they just cut it they cut it like a little like if you were to hand a little kid a pizza cutter and be like here cut this cut this bread and he just goes all over it you know that's what crazy bread is and it makes perfect sense Uh, But they Frank Pinello
0: is his name. He's awesome. uh, It is the Munchies Channel, which is a Vice property on YouTube. Does the Pizza Show? It's fantastic. He's great,
1: and I love his show. And uh, yeah, he just he he's he's doing some cool stuff with that Pizza Show. And uh, I really enjoyed the Detroit episode because it was super interesting to have him like go into the history of like Buddies and Cloverleaf and Louise and everything. All of
2: those places have great pizza so i've never had cloverleaf i don't even know where that is
0: it's in no, east either. point i think mm. Mm. that's why i don't know dave Steele could tell there. us dave knows yeah i didn't i'm sure dave knows this stuff he probably writes for the pizza show right <laughs> he goes right in the show <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> a, he's an executive producer right actually oh man
1: so that's oh, my pe- that's my pizza got? rant What else we got? What have you guys been listening to music wise? Because literally all I've been, I've been listening to two things in like regular rotation when I'm driving in my car. And one of them is Lincoln parks, Meteora album. And the other one is this band called spirit box. And they're just, uh, it's a death metal, like metalcore band with, with a chick singer. And she can just her voice, man, she has such a range and she can just shred. Like she's got a great scream and like a really good singing voice. like, I'm really digging it. They've got this song called Holy Roller that's really catchy and cool. Um But, yeah, I've been listening.
2: The YouTube? It's everywhere. Yeah, it?
1: you could find it online somewhere. It's it's all over the place. Spirit Box, one word, and the song's Holy Roller, and it's really good. And uh their drummer's cool. He does some cool stuff. I've been digging that. But, yeah, I've been listening to Linkin Park Meteora, like, a lot, a lot lately. Like, Meteora and Hybrid Theory were always my two favorites of their stuff, but... um Meteora specifically lately has been like in regular rotation for some reason. I don't know why I think maybe it had something to do with the fact that it was an anniversary of Chester's death or whatever, or his birthday or something had come up recently. I don't remember what, but maybe that was like subliminally uh, subconsciously influenced my listening decisions at that point. But I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think Lincoln park has kind of fallen out of vogue in a lot of ways, or it did, uh, for a while after those two albums really hit um and they kind of got, I don't know, they were lumped in with like the new metal, which they're not, not new metal in a lot of ways, but like, yeah, I feel like we listened to those few albums at the beginning pretty frequently and like collision Course with Jay-Z was pretty big too, right? Where they mashed up the Meteora stuff yeah. with one of Jay-Z's albums. And so that was interesting. But like, I just, haven't really listened to them much since then because it's just kind of fallen by the wayside. Well, they, but like I they like, kind they did, of shifted to, to like more. Songs.
1: They shifted to more radio rock, which is interesting yeah. because I think their guitar parts got more complicated. I was reading an interview, I think, with Mike Shinoda, where he was talking about how uh rob who's the guitarist like originally wrote his song so kids could pick it up really easily like hybrid theory Mm -hmm. and meteora had very simple guitar parts with the idea that like he wanted little kids to be able to pick up their music and play it like easily and the fan base would grow with the band so like the parts became more complicated as the band started writing more music which i think is super cool um, yeah. and also like during the whole shutdown thing, no, I don't, the only person who like brought this to my attention was fuzzy, uh, you know, Josh, he said that Mike Shinoda was on YouTube and Twitch, like streaming music production, like showing people how he writes mm. music and like how he puts a song together and like, you know, cuts and paste all of his samples and everything and clips. And, and I like, that's just super cool. I wish I would have spent more time doing that, but I was too busy having a child, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. There were a
0: lot of musicians that turned to that type of stuff cuz I know even Ben Folds started up a Patreon where he was literally doing like request shows for Patreon yeah. members uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. So I think oh. a lot of it cuz he got <laughs> he was going to tour in Australia and then the coronavirus hit. So he was in Australia, could not come back home. He just rented an apartment and bought a keyboard. <laughs> 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 like sat down in a, in the apartment and played That's on it. That's perfect. But um Nice. No, I I do I do like Lincoln Park's one like there were a few songs that came out post Meteora that I liked like Shadow of the Day I kind of liked and I think what I'd done was okay was on the the Transformer soundtrack but like you know I don't know Lincoln Park it's just I don't know They're, it's a weird band like it's weird that they like kind of invented not necessarily invented but like really I feel like there was nothing else like them on the radio and then they decided to become very radio which was kind of weird to me but mm. I don't know yeah that song Brian what have you been listening to I just real I quick been... again
1: about Linkin Park I just like like that song um what's it called uh, Waiting for the End it was a, it came out like 3 albums after like 2 albums after Meteora but it it has a really heavy like beat to it and uh Mike Shinoda does this kind of like slightly rasta style rapping over the top of it but Chester has this like really epic vocal part That song, I listened to that yesterday because it came on like a shuffle mix that I was listening to, and my God, could Chester Bennington fucking rip. Like, that dude, he can hit some notes, man, and pour some out because he's just, it's just fucking shame, man, that he's no longer with us because he was so talented. That's all I wanted to say. Brian, go ahead. Um, I've been kind of all over the place. I've had to just
2: listen to music from my own collection again, because I don't have Spotify or title anymore right now. Cause I only get them when I get sweet deals on them. That's fair. Um, but from the early two thousands, what I did revisit recently was, uh, the Mars Volta de Laos and the comatorium. And that mm. holds up very well. It's
0: still fucking awesome. Yeah, but it had been a long time since I listened to that. Same here. I bought it on vinyl a while back. I haven't listened to it all the way through yet, and I really should do that, because I loved that album when it first came out. Yeah.
1: Someone puts it on at the shop every once in a while, and I think we make it two songs in before Dave just rips out the, what's left of his hair and has <laughs> to change it.
2: It's it's intense, for sure. Like
1: His voice um, is, I think, the hardest thing to really wrap your head around if you're not used yeah. to listening to them, but... I'll be honest with you, D Loused is the only album I really like by them. Like, I, I, Same. Francis the Mute is okay. And what was the one after that? Fucking, uh, Tetragrammaton. Yeah. Like, Tetragrammaton. Like, Amputexture. Amp- amp- Amputecture, Like, all the, like, I just could not get into that. And then we saw them live. And they were opening mm-hmm. for the Chili Peppers, and that's when I was like, Yeah, I didn't even recognize a single song they played because <laughs> they played they only played three songs, but each of those songs was fifteen to twenty minutes long a pop, and I was just like, Yeah, I can't get into that like Yeah. But I still Louse D Louse is a fucking phenomenal album. The further they got away from like
0: conventional songwriting the less I liked.
1: I mean, don't get <laughs> me... I'm all about, like, being artistic and, like, you know, yeah. like doing doing that and, like, expanding, like, what your sound is as an artist. Like, I was saying about Linkin Park, like, evolving the music with the fan base. Like, it, I'm so in... Like, I'm interested in that. I think it's very cool, but, like, there's some... I don't know if you just, you got to be on, like, a massive amount of hallucinogenic drugs to, like, really get into, like, the Mars Voltas later stuff, but, like, it's just hard, man. To me, I just feel like it's
2: inconsistent. Like, I would say all of their albums after De Laust have really strong moments, but they are not solid as, as whole albums. Like, yeah. None of them are. They have, like, moments where you just want to fucking tune out or skip to the next track tw- that comes 20 minutes later um but yeah like Delaus is just solid all the way through and it like you can just let it start playing again and it's like seamless it's just very it, well structured
0: they did a favor on Francis the Mute because, like, they decided to start doing that, like, we're going to do a 20-minute song with Cassandra Gemini, but they did literally split it into, like, eight sections so you could just skip over the parts that you didn't <laughs> like. <laughs> it was literally, like, I liked the beginning of Cassandra Gemini and, like, the last two tracks of Cassandra Gemini, and that mm-hmm. was it. And, uh, but no, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did like them, I did like d a lot. And Francis the Mute has some good stuff on it, but I can't even, I don't, I don't think I've listened to anything past Amputecture and I can't even remember anything of Amputexure.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. those, those two albums, the first two alone, well, I guess it'd be this because they had an EP that came out before d but the two full lengths take me back to a very great nostalgic time in my personal life that like, I have some very fond memories that when I listen to that album, it just makes me think of that. Specifically touring with like Sleep Tight Tiger because at the time like the only like I think Francis the Mute had maybe just come out and like so we were just yeah. ripping that in the car the whole time mm-hmm. and oh, man yeah it was a good we had a good go we had a good go around I miss that band yeah
2: too. I I may dabble in the rest of the discography but I'm a little leery like you guys are like
1: yeah are you just did i don't you, think it's uh, gonna hold up <laughs> did you like take your vinyl over to the new house yet <laughs>
2: i don't have that on vinyl oh but, okay. uh, no i didn't yeah, take I... it over there yet but it should sound a lot better there actually like my audio setup in general
1: yeah i just got the notification that my uh deftones black stallion special edition shipped so i'm pretty excited oh, to shit. To that.
2: i was gonna get one of those yeah i
1: bought like the big box set or whatever I'm I'm pretty pumped Mm -hmm. about that, but also I think they're releasing another version of it that's even bigger and better for Record Store Day that's coming up that I want to get. And then I also saw that Sleep Token is releasing like a two-song seven-inch that's going to be Record Store Day exclusive as well that I hope I can pick up, but I don't even know where to go. That should be
2: really soon. It's it's in June. Record Store Day.
0: I hate standing in lines, so it's not really a thing for me. Not even the standing in line, but like the fact that like there's just a bunch of people that show up to buy all of the like to put them on eBay stuff, and then to throw them up on eBay. They're like like assholes showing up to Micro Center to scalp cards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely for sure. Which I did once. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for music, for me, I don't know. I've I've caught I'm I'm caught in a dangerous feedback loop. Uh, because I recently found out, you know how Spotify usually gives you like a, here's your end of the year playlist of all the, the, uh, the songs you listen to the most kind of thing. Yeah. So Apple of course does that too. And, uh, but I found that you can access it immediately this year for some reason. So I have this 2021 replay in my Apple music and it just has all the music that I've listened to a bunch. And so now that's all I listen to. (laughs) It's <laughs> the and stuff that listen- you've already listened songs to over bunch. and over again. Yeah, so I'm just listening to this feedback loop of like, let me give you a random smattering of the garbage that's on this playlist.
1: <laughs> it's probably like Hall and Oates and Prince, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> some Rod
0: Stewart. I, I hate how correct you are because <laughs> <laughs> fucking rich girls on there, and there's like I feel four like none of songs. those are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't mean individually they're not garbage but collectively they're meaningless it doesn't (laughs) it's like the most like stupid musical taste that anybody's ever had but like (sighs) probably some bgs all right uh 2021 replay we've got motion sickness by phoebe bridgers it's a great song uh move on to one two three four by feist which is this is like building a theme here and then there's also (laughs) harmony hall by by vampire weekend uh, and then we get everything is easy by third eye blind, which is like, okay, not really Teenage Dirtbag by Weedis, which
1: I don't know if you just heard about Weedis, but nobody can find the masters yeah. of Teenage Dirtbag. And so they have to re-record it. There was a really interesting Vox Today Explained episode about Taylor Swift re-recording her whole yep. catalog. Yeah. And they mentioned that on there, which I thought was really interesting.
0: I haven't listened to the re-recording of that song, but... Um, I will but no. say the re-recording uh, of
1: Love Story by Taylor Swift, very good. I'm sure Gojo will love it. He'll love reciting <laughs> it whenever karaoke <laughs> starts back up. Yes. No,
0: Nicole, Nicole has also been listening to that as well. But uh, I i don't know. Other stuff that's on here, let's see. We got some, some John Mayer. We got some Listen to Your Heart by Roxette. Like wow. a Prayer by... Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so right there, finishing out Like a Prayer by Madonna is where my audio cut out. Um, Not sure why, but uh, I went on to also mention I Just Want to Be Your Everything by Andy Gibb, which Brian was expecting. There we go. (laughs) The Lesser Gibb. I also want to say real quick, John calls Andy Gibb the Lesser Gibb, which I take issue with and I did not mention during the episode, but I'll say it here now because I can. And uh, I also said, you might think by the cars is on my playlist. Got Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee and also Jolene by Dolly Parton. Uh, And then John talks about Post Malone.
1: It's a shame that Post Malone looks like a fucking sticker book for some kid from the 90s walking around because he's actually really talented. He's super talented, but but he looks like a fucking moron like.
2: Does he just want to be disliked? Does he want to be judged? He looks like he showed up to a
1: party and every and he passed out drunk and everybody (laughs) drew on him with sharpies. Is what he looks like. He just needs a few dick tattoos on his. I'm sure he has some. They're just they're hidden under the other tattoos. (laughs) Maybe that's why he has those
2: tattoos because he got
1: somebody tattooed dicks on him, so he had to get other tattoos to cover the dicks. Yeah, entirely possible. Entirely possible.
2: I just want to know what happened with pre Malone.
1: Or just, or just Malone, present Malone.
0: Yes, <laughs> I groaned really hard at both John and Brian's jokes here. Yeah, no, you're Future good. Malone. I'm not knocking
1: post Malone. I like his music to some extent. I just think he looks like an idiot. Like, and I mentioned here that I
0: groaned at the jokes. I don't really care what John thinks of post Malone because I don't really like that much of his music anyway.
1: I also, I recently flipped back and played some Fuel. Uh, just because we had been... Cause that, <laughs> because
0: you we were, were singing
1: we it were while we playing were playing Outriders. Outriders. <laughs> and then, so the next day I put on like a Sunburn, the album, and like I had to listen to Bad Day a couple of times. You had a bad day uh, again. No. Oh, man. It was good. Um,
0: this is where I mentioned that I can't really listen to Bad Day by Fuel anymore because uh, there was a point in time where... Uh, our John and I's childhood dog Tootsie had some back issues. And I remember waiting in the parking lot of the, uh, vet as she was, uh, I don't remember if she was getting diagnosed or treated or some surgery or something like that, but the song came on and it devastated me and I can't listen to it anymore.
1: Oh, that's fucked up. um and, and shout out uh pour some out for dmx because when uh, he yeah, passed yeah. away i had to listen to the entire romeo must die soundtrack which is another nostalgic hit for me it just reminds me of driving around in andy's car so because he would put it was either that or he would put on like the marshall mathers lp and, and it was it was eminem and romeo must die is all he listened to in high school
0: this is where I broke in to laugh at the fact that at least I'm not the only Morel brother that has a very <laughs> weird and eclectic sense of, uh, and taste in music.
1: Oh, mine's all over the place, man. And especially like with the baby now too, cause we play all kinds of other weird shit for her. Like, we've got this one Russian pianist that we play a bunch of stuff for her, like, and then all these, like, Megan will just put on classical music for babies, and I think it's, like, the same, like, six box songs, like, back-to-back, on, and it sounds like it's being played on, like, a toy piano or a harp, and you're just like, this is kind of terrifying. Like, at what point in this horror movie does the baby stab me and I die? Like, but anyways, listeners, uh, if you have any other off-topic awesome stuff you want us to talk about...
0: And this is where I say, if you didn't want to hear us talk about this type of stuff and you'd rather have us talking about video games, please, please, please write in some ideas for some side quests. We'd love to talk about your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, that kind of thing.
1: The thing is, people are probably going to like this the most.
0: (laughs) Or let us know that you enjoyed this, and then in that case, it'll open it up free reign for us to talk about whatever happens to be going on in our lives at that point in time
1: yeah so if you like it let us know if you don't like it give us other things to talk about that's what we're trying to say Mm -hmm. so anyways thanks again to all our patrons for uh for throwing down on this because uh we probably wouldn't do it if we didn't have you so uh and yeah we'll we'll see y'all next time peace